Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, I've known my next guest for a very long time. We're both Hall of Fame speakers in the National Speakers Association, and he is the authority on customer service. I list all of the books when I uh, talk about them in the show. I mean, tons of books, and we get so much from this particular episode. He has built a career teaching Fortune 100 companies and small businesses alike the art of providing excellent customer service in order to achieve customer loyalty, man. And we're going to talk about in the show how you do that all the time and why it's important to do that all the time, not just once, not just amaze them one time or two times, but all the time. So please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Shep Hyken to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Jeffrey, it is great to be here. And you know what? We have known each other a long time. For some reason, I don't have gray hair. No, you don't. You don't. But you did have hair when I knew you in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. Hey, I think right now it's interesting with what we're going through in this whole experience of the new normal. All right. How does one do good customer service when you don't see your customers? Wow. Great question. So there's several things that are happening. Number one, uh, we find companies are cutting places. And the first thing you don't want to do is cut a place that's extremely visible to the customer. And just to give you the most generic example, um, I was working with a small hotel group. They went from 92% occupancy to under 20%, right around 20 That's bad. So what did they do? They started cutting. They cut front desk stuff, uh, staff. They they cut maintenance and they cut housekeeping. And I said, you know, the one place you don't want to cut the housekeeping because here's the thing: the dirty room in the middle of a pandemic or in the best of times is a dirty room. Customers never coming back. So the first thing, if you want to provide great services, and I know you're going to cut if you have to cut, don't cut places that are super visible. Number two, even if you can't provide service because people aren't buying, that doesn't mean you can't stay connected. So stay connected. Uh, You and I are both big fans of video. You know, I use BombBomb video. I think you do as well. I do too. You turn me on to it. It's a great service. Love the service. So, you know, we we just make it a point to every day send videos out to our clients just to stay in touch. Hey, I'm not selling, I'm serving. I'm here to let you know I'm thinking about you, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, goodwill. I I love that. You say serving, I say selling is helping. It's not selling. If you if you're if you're all you're doing is sitting there and say, come buy from me, come buy from me, that's just verbal vomiting of information and Mm requests. You're really helping. And I think that's what it is. But how are people staying in touch with customers beyond just that? I mean, what are you seeing? Are you seeing any great examples? Sure. I mean, I've gotten letters from everybody who I haven't even talked to in the last 20 years saying, well, I'm here to help you with COVID. Like, I don't need your help. (laughs) Quit quit clogging up my email bags. But be honest about it. So this is what we're doing with clients that we haven't talked to in three years. I know it's been a long time. I should have kept in touch with you. Well, guess what? Now I have lots of time and I'm going back and I'm looking through all my records. I'm not playing a game like, oh, it's our time to talk right now. No, it's not. It's our time to catch up because we haven't talked and I've been an idiot and haven't called you. I don't yeah. say that, but I let, I'm self-deprecating with some of my humor and I kind of feel the same way with this. You can let people know that, hey, it's been a while, I know it, but you know what, now we have time. Something that you said that's really important, what can we do to provide 
better service. I believe experience and service kind of go hand in hand, and there is a difference between the two, but we can create an experience for our clients, just as you've done, Jeffrey, all of this online virtual interaction that we're having with, you have many guests, you broadcast it. We're doing the same thing in our business because we're used to being on a stage talking to people. Well, now we're in front of a camera talking to people virtually uh, through Zoom or whatever medium you want to use. But here's the point. We've pivoted. We've given an alternative experience to our customers that I believe is really, really strong. And the quality may not be quite the same as uh, watching, you know, 4K on your big screen TV. It may not be quite the same experience as live and in person and in an audience of a thousand people crammed into it. Well, those days, it's going to be a while before we get back to that. But what we can give you is incredible content that's just as strong. And if we're professional about it, we're presenting in a way that's going to make the client happy. Or even if we're not charging for it. And by the way, I, I'm doing this with my clients right now, as you are probably. If you want to book me in the next week or two to do some type of, a, of an interview or a short little presentation, depending upon the scope of work, I'll do it for nothing because I want to get sure. better and better at this. Because you know what? Our clients, when things get back to what's normal as we know it, even though we're going to be able to go back to talking in audiences of 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, they're going to say, you know, that virtual thing worked pretty well too. Let's yeah. do some of that also, even in the best of times without a pandemic. Right. That's not going away. In fact, you want to keep in mind, if you didn't hear what he said, he said, change, adapt, or die. Now, he didn't say it like that. That's me saying it like that. Yeah. But you've got to you've I got said to change, change and adapt. You, you went to the next level, die. Yeah. Die. Well, you don't want your business to die. I mean, you've got you've got to be able to use you said make the pivot. I like to review the word change and adapt. This is the, you know, what people talk about the new normal. This is normal. Okay, it's yeah. a little different kind of normal, but it's going to be your new normal because it ain't going back, not changing. Let me ask you this question. What are the top three tenets for good good customer service? Okay, or great, well, cu- great customer service. <laughs> let's don't go good. Let's say great customer let's service. Let's say great. Well, let's break it down. First of all, I believe in creating customer amazement. But before we do that, you've got to recognize uh, the moment of truth in business. Any interaction that customer has with you is an opportunity for them to form an impression. That's the moment of truth. Number two, how do we make it amazing? What is customer amazement? It's not over the top, blow me away. Customer amazement is simply being better than average all of the time. Scale of one to five, five is amazing, one is bad, three is satisfactory or average. Horst Schultz, the first president and co-founder of the Ritz-Carlton chain, said if you are simply 10% better than average all the time, you'll be an iconic brand like uh, the Ritz-Carlton. The Ritz-Carlton. Yeah. 10% <laughs> better. 10%. On a one that's to five easy. scale, that's 3.3. Now, yeah. here, here's what makes it hard. It has to be all of the time not yeah. part-time, not once. You're, they're always friendly. They're always knowledgeable. They're always quick to return my calls. Even when there's a problem, I know I can always count on them. The word always followed by something positive. And you ask for a third one, I would say to make the concepts of customer service and experience cultural, not departmental. So customer service is not a department. It's a philosophy that gets embraced by everybody in the organization from the CEO to the most recently hired. It's everybody's job. Done. Well, three, thinking about three that 10%, I'm thinking about the 10% I might be able to earn with this commercial. Let's just take a quick break and we'll come right back. C-Suite Radio.
All right. Hey, we're back. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazen on C-Suite Radio. We're broadcasting, doing a live cast on LinkedIn and Facebook simultaneously as we're taping the show. And I'm live with Shep Hyken, the Chief Amazement Officer. He is the authority on customer service and, of course, the creator of the Customer Focus, a customer service training program, which helps clients develop, develop and deliver a great customer culture and loyalty mindset, which is awesome. So you released, and speaking Speaking about mindset, you released an updated version of your book, The Cult of the Customer. Yes, now, why I did. did you use yeah, why did you use the word cult in the title? And how did you address the negative connotation of the word? Well, so cult is kind of a scary word. The original yeah. book title was The Customer Focus, which is the name of our flagship online learning program. So I was approached by Wiley probably about 12 years ago and said, hey, we'd like to do a book project with you. And I said, great. And I submitted what I had and they said, we want to change the title to what? Cult of the Customer. That scared me a little bit. And then yeah. um, I, I talked to somebody and, and you've had her on your show before, uh, Aflac. Uh, Linda, oh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Linda Linda Kaplan Thayer. So I had a chance to see her right about the time I was making the decision as to whether or not I want to use the word cult. And she came up with the Aflac commercial. And her comment was with Aflac, you know, Aflac, it's a little obnoxious, but it's very memorable. And people notice it. And either you like it, you don't care you about don't. it. Or you don't. And she said, but no matter what, you get noticed. And she said that word cult will do the same thing. If you're looking through a business section, you see this word cult, your eyes might be drawn to it because cult, for whatever reason, has a negative connotation. And I understand why fanatics and religion and bizarre activity. But here's the thing. A cult is nothing more than a group of people with common interests heading the same direction. So on Sunday morning, if I meet my friends in the park, for a run or a bike ride every Sunday, like it's religion. Well, that in effect is a cult. So when I started to look at what the actual definition of cult meant, and the original word cult is from the word cultus, the Latin word, which means tending and caring to. And I started to think, wow, well, that's what we want to do is create an organization that tends to our customers, cares about their employees. I think that's a great title, cult of the customer. There you go. Yeah, you know, so that's a good word. I'm sitting here thinking as you're saying that, what other good words like that that you could use? Maybe Trump? <laughs> well, Trump is, is, is a word that the Latin derivative of, uh, of uh, Trump. Rump. Okay. No, rump, <laughs> rump. It's a, the, the rump or, you know, I don't know. Crazy I, wouldn't encourage for, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't encourage everybody <laughs> to use that. But you, you describe phases that customers go through as cults. What are... Yes. What are, why and what are some of those, uh, those, those phrases they use? So there, there's five phases or cults, if you want to call them that. And mm-hmm. that simply this, number one is uncertainty. The cult of uncertainty is, is I think I'd like to do business with them. I heard they're great. I've got, I don't know yet. I'll know when I get there. Then I get there. I start to do business, whether I'm B2B, B2C, doesn't matter, matter, but I'm going to get into alignment with what you do. I'm going to be talking to a salesperson. I'm going to start to understand who they are, what they sell. Then from there, I'll get, I'll move from alignment to experience. Now I'm experiencing and I kind of like it. If By the way, that's ideal if they like it. If the customer doesn't like it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're never going to get to the next experience, which, by the way, is ownership. So you go uncertainty, you go to alignment, now you go to experience. Ownership is when it's a predictable experience. By the way, again, I guess it could be predictably bad, but why would you want to come back if it was bad over and over again? But when it's predictably good, they own the experience. That's I use that word earlier always to define like they're always friendly, always support 
uh, you know, always call me back. That's when you start to own it. And then finally, if it's a positive experience that's owned, at least 10% better than average all of the time, well, now you're in the cult of amazement. And the first mistake that's made, the first complaint the customer has, immediately they're going to go back to uncertainty. And you're going to very quickly bring them back into amazement when they see how well you take care of problems and complaints. And that's when they say, even when there's a problem, I know I can. Are you ready for the word? Always count on them to resolve it. That's cool. You know, and by the way, that's applicable right this minute, whether you're in a digital world or a physically distanced world or a face-to-face world, even more so, quite frankly. Yeah, I think it applies to any type of company, any business, B2B, B2C, uh, face-to-face, over the phone, because every interaction, we'll go back to that moment of truth concept, every interaction or touch point that customer has with the company is an opportunity to form an impression. Everybody needs to recognize where they fit into that customer's experience. Even people behind the scenes, which is why I believe it's so important uh, that it's cultural. You know, Disney had a great philosophy that everybody has three jobs. And I believe that you can take that third job away because maybe it's not as applicable, but at least everybody has two jobs. But Disney, number one, do the job you were hired to do. Number two, take care of the guest, by the way, not necessarily in that order. And number three, keep the park clean. (laughs) So if you see a piece of trash, pick it up. Now, maybe number three doesn't apply as much to your business because you work in a nice, fancy, cushy office, perhaps. I'm not saying you do or you don't, it doesn't matter. But your job is definitely the job you're supposed to do. And number two, make sure you manage that customer experience. At least you're part of what that experience is. So how how are how's the industry right now, business in general, and, and really the customer service industry or customer service experience? I like to refer to it more of experience. How are they navigating the seismic change currently taking place? Well, I think uh, the best companies have really adapted quite well. Um, you know, the, the seismic change, I think actually the change, all this pandemic has done is magnified what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody was doing it right, you notice it even more today. So I don't know if if this pandemic has changed what's happening. I'm sure it's going to change processes and the way we do business. But from the companies that were really customer focused before, they're still that way. What happened is a number of years ago, not that long ago, four, five, six years ago, customers started to learn what great service was. And the reason is certain companies taught them. And then they started touting the awards they were getting. And this is the commercial you would see on TV. You would say, hey, we're not only going to sell you a great product, By the way, we've also won this great J.D. Power Award, okay? Mm -hmm. Nobody really knew what that was, and there there was this tipping point. So our customers now understand what great service is. They don't compare you to a direct competitor anymore. They compare you to the best service they've ever had. And uh, sometimes that's a company like Amazon, okay? It could be your favorite company you buy from just down the street. If you're in the, you know, B2B world, that inside sales rep that takes care of you at that company is the most amazing person. What would happen if that person left? I'd probably never want to do business with them. That's how good that person is. And really, it's a function of how good the company is to hire that good person and keep that good person. So you see what's happened is that we're no longer compared to a direct competitor. Our, our customers are smarter. And I think that has changed. And therefore, the magnifying glass is on what a good service experience is. And even in a tough time, we're willing to let things slide. 
Like I'm willing to go to the grocery store and wait in line a little bit because I know it's the right thing to do. That's part of the experience I have, not my favorite right. part of the experience, but you know what? Right. The way they handle me waiting in line, well, that's another story. That takes the experience to a whole nother level if they do it right. Well, I tell you what, we're speaking with Shep Hyken, Chief Amazement Officer, and I would be doing a disservice if I didn't tell you about this company. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back, and I'm talking with Shep Hyken, Chief Amazement Officer. He's the author of so many books, Moments of Magic, The Loyal Customer, The Cult of the Customer, Amazing Revolution, Amaze every customer, every time, the convenience revolution, and also the creator of the customer focus, a customer service training program. And we're right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazen on C-Suite Radio and we're broadcasting, live casting on LinkedIn and on Facebook. I tell you what, it's amazing. You, we were talking about right before the break that the customers have become smarter. I think they have a voice now that they didn't have before. And I think social oh, media yeah. gives them that voice without question. And that's without really doubt. changed a great, a great deal, hasn't it? Yeah, our good friend Jay Bear, uh, he yeah. says that when a customer leaves a review on, on social media, if it's a negative review, it becomes a spectator sport. <laughs> I wish I'd have oh. come up with that line. Well, because that's true. Yeah, because now if you leave a negative review on TripAdvisor, Yelp, uh, Google, whatever, and by the way, even if you're in a B2B world, there are bulletin boards and places that people talk and leave reviews about. It's any industry. But here's what happens. Everybody's watching about how the company's going to handle that. And social media, we're all movie producers now. You remember, I'm not going to name the airline, but remember a a gentleman was dragged off the plane. Everybody pulled out their cell phone and started recording. And you know what? All of a sudden that goes viral and live and showing it. So we have to be very careful. So it's like, what do they say? Dance like nobody's watching or something like that. Well, unfortunately, you can't as a business anymore act like nobody's watching because everybody can be watching. And I mean, everybody. And everybody is. Everybody's listening. You know, is it is it possible right now? Everybody's talking about AI. You know, is it possible to provide amazing customer service with AI? 100% for certain areas. The basics is my package ship. What's the balance in my checking account? The for chatbots that interaction. But let me tell you where AI really takes off when it doesn't support the customer, but it actually supports the agent who supports the customer. Because as an agent, I can type in the right question, and that AI platform can come back and say, "Here's the right answer." But not only that, we recognize you're talking to Jeffrey Hazlett, you know, C-suite entrepreneur, you know, amazing guy. He has been a customer for nine years. He has bought this the last time. He called in the last time. By the way, he's exactly like 4,000 other customers we have. The next question he's going to ask is going to be this. That AI can predict what you're going to ask. It will suggest what you should buy, and it will make that support person phenomenally intelligent in supporting you. So if you take AI and you flip the letters to IA, intelligent assistant. That's uh, Jen, Jenny uh, Rometty from uh, IBM, the CEO of IBM said, that's what happens. You flip AI and it becomes the assistant to the agent. That's a powerful way to use AI. Do you think there, there's something really big coming for the customer service or customer experience industry? Or is it better for that industry to focus on getting back to the basics? 
Well, so what are the basics? The basics haven't changed. And by the way, I think there is something big that's happening, but let's talk Uh-oh. about the basics. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing. It's a good okay. thing. Okay. All okay. right, good. And, and, and the reason is the bar keeps getting raised. Uh, the, the basics are there. I actually have just written a book or I'm starting to write a new book and I've written a chapter, started it. I don't, it's obviously not going to be finished for quite a while, but the idea is it's the shortest customer service speech in the world. I walk out on stage, I look at the audience, I smile, and I say, be nice. And then I turn around, I walk off the stage. As simple as that is, customers want to be happy. And they start out, if they're unhappy, at the end of the interaction, they're happy. If they go into a store and they want to buy something, they want to be happy going in and happy going out. What's happened in between, you know, the beginning and the end of these, that's what may have changed a little bit. Maybe it's digital, maybe it's technology, but really at the end of the day, customers want to be happy. And what's big is that the bar is raised. Greatest companies like Amazon are making people uh, aware of what service is. So, so what's the next big thing? Just you got that 30 is, seconds. That's, that's the, the big next thing. Big thing? Is, is that's to rec- it? Yeah, I wanted to answer that. It's simply that companies are going to recognize who they're competing against and they're going to get better and they're going to make it easier for the customer. Uh, they're going to have a good product, a good service. And then we add in, as I, a title of one of my recent books, The Convenience Revolution, we're going to add in convenience. Good product, good service. You want to separate yourself at that point? Just be easier to do business with. Think of Amazon. And know know why you're doing it, right, Chip? And know why you're doing it. Most most people do things for customer service, like 800 numbers and things, to make it convenient for the business, not convenient for the customer. Not focused on the customer. Hence, the customer focus. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to the expert, the chief amazement officer, Shep Hyken. I encourage you, hey, get him on a program, get him on your stage, get him on your screen, and don't forget his customer service uh, program that he has out there today called the Customer Focus. And then also think about all those books. He, He does a great job. He's been a good friend, Hall of Fame speaker, Hall of Fame guy, uh, and you. a huge St. Louis Blues fan. Yes. I know that. I know that. Go Even, Blues. <laughs> there you go, brother. Well, thanks so much, Chef, for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for being on All Business with, uh, with Jeffrey Hazel right here. Thanks, Jeffrey. Radio. All right. Cheers, man. The end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, and I got uh, two great guests this episode, um, which I'll get to the, my second guest, but my first guest, Chef Hyken, I want to talk about what did I learn? What did I learn? You know, don't cut the things in bad times that mean the most to you in the business. In fact, I'm telling you, run into the fire, be a business first responder, you know, spend more, do more in certain aspects. And that's the way I would do it with customer experience and customer support. You know, that's the one thing you don't cut back on is taking care of the customers. You do it not once, not twice. You do it all the time. That's what I learned right here on C-Suite Radio. Hey, my next guest has spent a lot of time on the Appalachian Trail thinking about his company and how to incorporate cutting edge technologies. You know, a walkabout from Georgia to Maine led to the creation of a robust location-based messaging platform in the mobile tech space. Wow. I mean, we're going to talk about that, how he got that inspiration. You know, he, he says, this next guest says, a true founder and CEO of a startup can never sleep he only takes naps. And that's whether it's he or she, by the way. And of course, Doug Pittman is the founder and CEO of Board Active Software. He's also a technologist, an inventor, an investor, a futurist, an all-around busy guy. Doug, welcome to All Business. Hey, great. Great to see you, Jeff. And uh, glad to be on your show. No doubt about it. I, uh, hey, how's business? Yeah, that- how's business? 
How's business yeah. for you right now? Yeah, it's uh, what we've done, you know, because of the COVID, we've we've really revamped our, our whole strategy. Um, we, you know, as a startup, you you uh, you have so many things going on all the time. And uh, it, during this period, I said, you know what, we've, we've just been awarded three really, really nice patents. And I said, this is a perfect opportunity to open up a door for a new revenue source. So we started uh, diving into that really, really heavy. Uh, we've hired some teams and uh, some very, very powerful senior, what we call senior advisors. And these are guys that are professionals within the industry that everybody pretty much knows. And they are now on our on our team to uh, to help with the uh, licensing strategy that we've got in place now. Which, which is a smart way to do. So I spoke about you, you walk in the Appalachian trail and I I've always, I've walked pieces of it. I've never walked it like you walked it, but let me tell you, did you really find your inspiration on a hiking trail? I did. I did. It's, um, you know, as you go through, it's a lot, uh, you know, I've had a couple other businesses and, and it's, it's uh, this type of the Appalachian trail is, is really, really similar to a business. You know, you have a lot of ups and downs. You have a lot of what you call fault summits. You have a lot of uh, uh, desire, uh, a lot of, uh, you just got to keep one step going at a time. And and that's the way it is in business. And, uh, you know, the Appalachian Trail has is, is been a tremendous motivator for me. And uh, and I really, really enjoy uh, putting the two together. It's, there's a lot of similarities. And uh, it, it helps you also not quit. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, you know, you can't quit if you don't finish and yeah. if you don't start, you can't finish. So, you know, business is, is really, really, um, tough as it is. And, and, and it has really, really inspired me in a lot of ways in order to, to, co- to continue the journey of, of, of what I've started out to do. It's, it's been massive. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, how in the world are you doing this? How are you, you know, how do you have the time? Like you just said, you know, as a founder and CEO of a company, you don't, you don't sleep, you can take a nap. And that's what I literally do. And my investors will tell you, and my legal team will tell you, and my employees will tell you. If I get, you know, I'm up at two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, I'm working. And if an idea comes, I'm, I'm betting it. And uh, that's just the way I've been driven uh, all my life. Yeah, well, I'm I I get up very early in the morning these days too. I love that because I get so much done before everybody else starts bombarding you. And when you're in a CEO of a of a company, we know what that's like. So talk to me about uh, loc- you know, mobile is the most important thing I think in the world in terms of just everything, the way we consume content, the way most people are watching us right now or yeah. listening to uh, this show, all business with Jeff Azer right on C-Suite Radio is all about mobile. So location-based messaging platform. How? Tell me what, what does that mean? I know what it means because yeah. you and I have had many discussions, but to the audience, let's talk about what is location-based messaging platform. What is it? Yeah, you know, and uh, I started this journey back in 2012. I was taking my son to Sanford University over in Birmingham, Alabama, and we saw a beautiful out-of-home creative. And uh, as we went past that creative, we both looked at each other and said, you know, that was an absolutely gorgeous creative, but who was it? What does it mean? What did they say? Where are they at? What, what was this about? And I wasn't going to go to the next intersection, turn around, come back, and look at that outdoor creative. So I said, you know, I told him, I said, there's got to be a way to bring that back. And so I, it took me, 
uh, quite a bit of uh, research and not only marketing, but in technology to see where that, that technology was going to head. And um, after a year and a half, I said, I, I, I think we've got something, I, you know, because I've done a lot of uh, betting of the, the competition, the competitors, the people who are in the space. And there were some similar uh, platforms out there, but there was nothing doing location-based, which included engagement, retargeting, movement, and measurement. And so I started actually writing our patent in 2014 with, with our patent attorney here in Atlanta. And, uh, and we, we went back and forth and stopped that for, for a couple of, um, actually about a year. And uh, we finally got back on track uh, once we figured out what the real strategy was. Him having a, 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 deg a degree in it or a background in engineering, he understood it because he worked with, you know, some big heavy hitters like Microsoft, Google, and people like that. So he understood the concept. It was a perfect, perfect fit. And I met him at Atlanta Tech Village when he was just me. And so oh, wow. we would work together to, yeah, to get this thing rolling. And uh, so we finally got, to th got it filed and uh, it took, a, took a quite a while to, to get our patent. But the, the location-based is, is, is really the key now. I mean, right now is a perfect scenario for a brand to use an app. I mean, brands and apps are, th there's never been an opportunity like now to keep in touch with their customer. Uh, consumers are loyal to these brands. And the app is the best way to keep in touch with them. So uh, personalized messages, relevant messaging, such to those particular consumers is really, really important now. So, so give, yeah. give me, Doug, give me an example of what that means. It, it's more than just I'm in Atlanta or I'm in South Dakota and it, or Sioux Falls and it gives me all the local restaurants. It means more than that. Talk to me about for a, for a business application, if I'm a brand, what does it mean for me? Yeah, what that means is, say you you know you geofence an area that you know that uh, a consumer is going to be in. Say we're I'm here at the uh, stadium here in Atlanta uh, Arena, with the Braves yeah. play. Yeah, yeah there I'm, are yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of uh, um, uh, restaurants and such around. So what happens is, is when people come into the the Braves stadium, they they can geofence that whole stadium and send them notifications and say, hey, after the game or during the game or before the game, come here, get a free beer, get a free Coke, get a free hot dog, get whatever you want. And you you, you constantly uh, keep in touch with that, that consumer. So it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. You can do that with an app. And uh, we, we have that platform and we have the uh, patent to, to back that so that a, a, a brand can interact with that consumer. So it's a, it's a personalization. It's something that's the, the buzzword is personalization nowadays. So uh, uh, the relevance, the personalization is really, really big and really, really strong uh, within the marketing world right now. It is the it is flipping over. It is what's transpiring. What's going to happen when this comes out of, of what we're in right now, when this comes out, the analog, what I call analog marketing is done. Yeah. It, this has brought out the digital world. And if a brand is not seeing the, the need for digital out of home or digital anything, digital, mobile, doesn't matter. Everything is in what I call brand in the hand. So everything is, is goes to that mobile device nowadays. And if a brand's not using that, uh, they're really, really missing a huge opportunity to connect to those consumers. 
We'll, we'll be right back. I want to talk more about what we see are going to be massive changes in the marketing industry. We've seen them over a lot of them over the last decade. So let's talk about more about what it's going to be. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. C-Suite Radio. Okay, we're back and we're talking to Doug Pittman, the founder and CEO of Board Active Software. He's actually one of our Hero Club members. That's how I got to know uh, Doug and his software. I met him first at a uh, a big advertising and a chief marketing officer event that was held in Atlanta. We met, we hit it off right away. You can always tell the smart guys and the smart women and uh, by the questions that they ask and how active they are. And you could see them just like, I could watch them just kind of like zero right in on people. And it was like, that's impressive. And so, hey, speaking of impressive, I'm real impressed with the software that you've put together here. And we've seen massive changes in the marketing industry over the last decade. You know, we've moved from really truly analog to digital, and now we're really starting to get moved in. A lot of people think we're in the mobile age. We're not quite there yet. I mean, a lot of people have it, but we're not there. What are the changes that you're seeing right now, Doug? Yeah, it's it's going to be really, really exciting. Uh, you know, our team that I have is really, uh, you know, when I hired my my team, they all are entrepreneur in spirit. They they all are, I hired them as entrepreneurs in, in certain segments of the industry so that they could take as a startup, they take that particular industry in that particular segment. And they and they mold it into a vision that, that we all have together as a team. And so what's happened is within our patent, when I when I filed our patent, there was a couple of things that really, really hit me. Um, was the augmented reality, the 3D, the virtual, the holographics, and all of those things. And I did kick something off from the back to the future. When I, when the, the 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 jaws come down and things like that was always in the back of my mind, and I said, you know what, this is going, this is the way it's going to be in the future with with mobile. You're going to be able to interact with those visions. So there was something, a term that we we coined that uh, you call it visualmatic. So you're gonna, you're everything is going to go from a programmatic to a visualmatic. So visualmatic it means connecting visuals to mobile, so you can interact with that brand. And that's what we're bringing to life through Board Active right now is the fact that you'll be able to take your phone up to a any kind of visual, any type of creative, any type of text, any type of uh, logo, not with a barcode, but with your phone itself, and you'll be able to scan it. And everything that you want to interact with with that brand will come to your mobile device right there. Walk by a theater, see that marquee. You, want to, you don't have to walk up to the box office to get a ticket. It's going to be right there on the mobile because you're going to point your phone at, at that marquee, grab that text, boom, it's going to come down to your mobile device, and you'll be able to interact with that particular brand right there on the spot. Is really the ad, cool. Is the ever, it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait for it because I like that kind of convenience, and I like that kind of service. That's servicing me. That's taking care that's, of me. That's, what, that, like, that's, you know, what, that's what it's all about. It totally is. Is the advertising agency getting it, or the the agent advertising industry? Are they getting it? Are they they adopting it, seeing it? They're slow. They're slow because um, now some of them uh, it's it's progressing. It really is progressing, uh, but it's very slow. It's disappointing slow, and mm-hmm. uh, and we need to we need to somehow ramp that up. Uh, because uh, I mean, the bigger the bigger guys are doing it. Some of them, you know, McDonald's and those guys are are, are doing the, the 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 mobile type stuff. But it's still not where it could be if they number one, if they dealt with us, 
And number two, if they, uh, you know, got their, their management thinking, we got to try this. That's the biggest yeah. thing holding back. People are, are holding back because they're afraid, you know, the, the innovation, they're, they're afraid of, uh, you know, they're just afraid of, of trying new things. And it's, uh, the creative people that are going, going to be the ones to really, really take off. There's going to be some smaller companies you're going to see really take off that, that we're dealing with and talking with now that because they are dealing with uh, the technology part of it, they're going to ramp up and really take off. So you're based in Atlanta. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. I mean, that's not the brand capital, the advertising capital of the world. And quite frankly, it's got some strong tech, but not the tech capital. Why aren't you in a, another bigger city? Well, you know, uh, we do have an office in New York and uh, we do have an office in London uh, and I've got people and personnel. Matter, matter of fact, my CRO is in, in New York and uh, Kevin, Kevin uh, Romano is in New York and, and he is my CMO. So uh, he works the New York office and, uh, and I've got a lot of other people that are in and around that area. So he's right pretty close to you. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just I remember, down the road. Yeah, down the road uh, from 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 uh, I think he's uh, maybe four or five blocks from your office over there. Yeah, he's not very that far away. Pizza, I remember that that great pizza place uh, that, yeah. that you took <laughs> me to. Right, we did. I, yeah, I was like, you know what? We got to find. I gotta have me a good New York pizza. Jeff yeah. takes me and takes me down to this little side place, and and it was the best pizza. So if you're out with Jeff, make sure he takes you to that pizza place because it is really really good. Talking about Upside Pizza on the corner of uh, 8th Avenue and, let's see, 39th, 39th Street and 8th yeah. Avenue, just right down the street from our office. And I'm telling yeah. you, this is one of the best pizza places in New York City. It's just great. You can grab a big slice. It's, it's greasy. Okay. You yeah. love it. It just, you got to fold it in half and you better hold it away from you because you're going to get it yeah. on you. And it's so good. Yeah. Hey, speaking yeah, about, speaking four about hours, getting, four hours later. Yeah, four hours yeah, later. <laughs> Talk about getting it on you. I want to take a quick break and I want to get it on with my uh, advertisers and sponsors and listen to this message real quick. We'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back uh, with All Business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite Radio. I'm talking to Doug Pittman, the founder and CEO of Board Active Software. We're broadcasting or live casting on LinkedIn and on uh, Facebook as we also lay down this track for uh, C-Suite Radio for our podcast. It's just awesome to be able to do this, use technology in this way and reach so many people and reach uh, many, many thousands and thousands and thousands of more people every single day with these live casts. And then, of course, uh, all the people that watch it afterwards. Great. Hey, Doug, are you seeing any opportunities in front of you that, that you didn't have prior to COVID? Yeah. I, you know, I'm an old school type guy. And um, the opportunity uh, to be able to remote and connect to people now, I think that's going to really, really big be a big change. You know, because yeah. you know what me and you're doing right now, uh, we we would have probably would have done in the studio or something like that a, a year ago. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the the remote capabilities is is going to be world changing. Uh, in my view, uh, I've got a, a, my staff. Um, you know, I was very reluctant on doing remote. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, just where it, but it, it's working great, and it's something that uh, that I'm that I have adapted to, that I've changed. Uh, so there is a you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and uh, here's one example, and uh, and it's worked. 
And uh, so the, the, the remote capabilities to connect to people, to interact, to reach out, do business, you know, that's, that's still being transitioned. How is it going to, you know, you're still going to want to go to the, the conferences and things like that and mix and mingle. I think it'll be a lot more important now because, and it'll be a lot more fun because when you, you know, you get to see people, uh, it'll be something that, uh, that, that you'll appreciate a lot more now. So the opportunity to, to uh, interact, connect uh, is, is, is the big key for me. And it's just effective. I mean, you, we would think that you and I, when you and I came from this old, what I would call belly rub and sales era, right? Where we had to be in front of everybody and talk to them, see them face to face. But now you can see them face to face. We're just physically distanced. That's the only difference. I mean, but we're doing it video, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. I'm an old copier salesman. And you're, yeah. uh, you're, uh, you're, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was used to work with the old Savin group way back when Savin oh, yeah. was uh, liquid, if you remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I sold those old things to uh trust company bank. Uh, you know, that's the only bank that would uh, buy those things because of the feeder, you know, it was yeah. a feeder that would take the checks and you could actually copy checks. So I go way back with connections and communications and, 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 uh, you know, seeing and talking to people. So, you know, this is a, a change, but it's a good change. No doubt about it. Well, you're bringing back memories when you talk seven, because I used to be in the technology business with Kodak, Xerox, Rico, yeah. uh, Minolta, Omeda, uh, you name them. I worked with them yeah. all. We had a company yeah. there in Atlanta that yeah. was um, a company that provided the seven. Seven was just down the road. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was some good old days. I, you know, I was the, uh, I was, the good old country boy that kicked all the city boys butts and sales. And, uh, you know, at the end of the month, I'd pull those orders out and put them in and they'd go crazy. That, that type of stuff. Yeah. It's fun, fun stuff back then. Get a lot of good memories. Well, you're still doing it now. You're doing it with technology. You're doing it with the geofencing and location-based uh, outreach and marketing, a messaging platform that you built right there with board active uh, talking with Doug Pittman, the founder and CEO and of course, a Hero Club member, and we're glad to have him. Thanks so much, Doug, for being a part of All Business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite Radio. Thank you, Jeff, and congratulations on your network. It's really, really powerful. I watch it a lot. I don't be able to, I'm not able to interact as much as I want to, but you know, maybe someday when somebody comes up and gives me those that billions of dollars check, I'll be, I'll be your best friend on the show. Well, uh, brother, you're one of my best friends already, and I appreciate it. I do hope you get your billions. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much right. again. The end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. And I'll tell you, I, this is the big thing. We all talk about mobile, mobile, mobile. We're not even close to what it's going to be for the future. Whatever we think it is, take it times 100, take it times 1,000, take it times a million if you have to, because it's going to be a lot bigger. And we're not even close to the things that we're going to see that are going to affect our lives and enhance us in lots of different ways. And we certainly haven't seen it in advertising and marketing, and it's going to explode. And we're hearing that from Doug Pittman. So I'm so glad he was on the show to talk to us about that. Open up our eyes. And uh, speaking about open up your eyes, open up your eyes, open up your ears, tell other people about this show, open up your mouth. Yeah, go open up your mouth and tell people about this show because that's how I get more people to listen is you say, hey, I heard a great podcast on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on C dash sweetradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.